You are listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast. And despite what the title may lead you to believe, this is a podcast about the joys and challenges of being a professional PHP developer. Your hosts are three passionate developers who make a living coding and who live stream every week to discuss coding, projects, work, tech, and running a business. And now here are your hosts, Eric Van Johnson, John Congdon, and Tom Rideout. Just about every week. Every now and then we miss a, miss a day. You know, it, it, the, the intro is playing again, by the way. He's playing again. Oh, uh, no, it's not. Forget it. No, he's got YouTube how, open. He's have not you not listened attention. to the show before? Do you not know how this works? I don't I don't know how to do I don't know how to do YouTube. I'm your host, like, Eric. You're listening to episode 200. We did it. We made it. It took four years and I don't know how many months to get here, but we're here. Episode 200 of just really wasted hours of our life. And we do it. Well, I don't know why we do it. Actually, we have, we have, you know, we got kicked out of many support groups. And this thank is you to our Patreons. <laughs> Joining me in this disaster of a show are two people I know. And have some sort of relationship with John Condon. Oh my goodness! What and are we? Thomas right up. So, did you also start drinking earlier than normal today? Because I did. The trick was not to stop drinking from last week. So, just kind of, I just kind of been drinking steadily through the week, and I, I've discovered, it's, you know, it's, it, it works. We wear it well. Thank you. Uh, you guys that- can see, I'm in my brand new office. I see. It looks yeah, now. I don't want to. I don't want to. I don't want to say I'm influencing influencing you, but I, I can't help but notice your chair there, buddy. Looks very nice. You even got the <laughs> little gold trim. Did you seriously get the Batman chair? Huh? Lost you. We lost you, Thomas. Did you get the Batman chair? What is this? What is, this is awful. It's me. I'm using my earpods. <laughs> Apparently, Siri's a thing. Stop! No, stop talking, Siri. <laughs> I have enough. Voices in my head. I don't need you. Please. Did you get the Batman chair? No. No, I have the same chair you have. I have the exact same chair. Yours has Batman on it. It's just, it's just, little, all right. it's just a little cape my chair wears. <laughs> oh, it is? This is the same chair I've had. I told you to get this chair. I got rid of that chair because I hated that chair. Oh, I love this chair. I love it. It was way too, yeah. way too hot. I, it is. It, it that does get a bit toasty. Yeah, you, yeah. You so sweat dripping down my back at the end of every show. So. Just turn a fan on. You're good to go. So the windows to the walls. So you got a new office, is what you're trying to say. Did get a new office. Uh, my new, daughter. New bachelor's pad. Are, are you finally coming out. clean that your wife left you? No. We actually. This is our shared office now. My wife and I share an office. Hmm. It's uh, it's pretty great because you're out of your bedroom. You have a separate space now. It's yeah, we have the separate space and it's weird. There's like a bedroom sized hole in my office and an office sized hole in my bedroom. <laughs> Not I, I tell you, I, I honestly think working remote, having you have to have you have to have a separated space. I don't know. I mean I, I know people do it and don't, but I couldn't I don't think I could do it. I I liked the shared space. I could lay down on my bed and still be at work. <laughs> now I feel it doesn't like, work that well. I mean, let's let's be real. The industry you work in 
That's not that uncommon. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Although, I mean, the office, an equally probable setting. Mm. Uh, it's, uh, it's nice. It's, you might hear that it's a little empty in this room. There might be a little bit more echoing going on than normal, but probably not. I was going to say, it looks pretty crowded behind you. Yeah, that's my, my e-liquid mixing desk for, for my e-cigarettes that you guys hate. <laughs> hate is a strong word. Despise. Yeah, that, that's a better word. <laughs> that's, not, that's not a very strong hey, word at all, Despise is a stronger word. <laughs> <laughs> Give your lungs a break. Let them breathe. They've got them. No, they, get, they get a break all the time. I switch from e-cigarettes to regular cigarettes on a regular basis. <laughs> Keep it mixed up. It's, it's, it's Keep like your a, lungs on, on their toes. They don't know what they're getting hit with. Yeah, it's like muscle confusion workouts. That was the biggest difference I noticed moving to, to San Diego from Florida was the, the number of smokers is so much less. So I don't know how you came from San Diego as a smoker. I have needs. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've never, never been into, I mean, my, my dad is a, uh, was a heavy, heavy smoker, heavy chain smoker. And I, I, I grew a actual I despised it growing up as a child, being back east in the winter, driving somewhere in the cold, and that that car just filling up with smoke. I felt like I was suffocating every time. I mean, that's that's just a lack of empathy. I mean, imagine how he felt. He was doing it to you. <laughs> <laughs> he must have felt awful. Yeah, both my mom and dad are both bad smokers. See, I'm not. I'm not a smoker. I'm an e-cigarette user. You said you you smoke re- regular cigarettes too. You're a smoker. Not at home. Not usually. <laughs> not often. <laughs> what are you, my doctor? I only do crack when I'm in the alley, so I'm not yeah. really a crackhead. It's... I do it at the house. Okay, I only killed Bruce Wayne's parents. Calm down. <laughs> Had a, oh, I, did, I had dipped a, out on you guys last week. I apologize for that. Well, no, you were sick and we were terrified. <laughs> I know. It's like you're, you're a weaponized body. Like you go out in public now, you call people like duck under, under desk and tables, man. It's like, it's like you have a, you pulled a gun out or something. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> I'm, I'm watching way too many videos of stupid people. And it just drives me nuts. Do you see the Do video of the woman? Be ugly shows. What? Oh, what? Which fi- which video? <laughs> Did you see the woman wearing a mask, but she cut out like her face and nose, so it's like open, but she's still wearing the mask. I've seen the ones of people wearing masks on their arm, like I'm wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. That's why a lot of the signs now say face cover, face covering, to, right. to stop that nonsense. There are people who have been shot. There are people who have been beat up. I mean, there's like two people have died because someone didn't want to wear a mask. Yeah. No, there's been a lot more of the people that have died because people don't want to wear masks. Well, I'm just yes. saying we're at we're at 150 plus thousand. There were two confrontations. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I just try to be clear. You said it, not me. I don't know. That's why whenever I have someone like a solicitor shows up at my house now, I answer the door just coughing as much as I can. <laughs> Well, I've had to have uh, a couple. Matter of fact, I had one in in my house tonight. I had to have uh, service p- calls to my house. The guy came and and did my stove tonight. Um, one of the burners were, were messed up. N- not relevant. Anyways, he's he's sitting there and talking about 
he can't believe how incredibly busy they are. And I'm like, yeah, because like everybody's home, their shit's breaking now. You know, it's like normally they just like, oh, the stove doesn't work. I'll eat at or the stove's not working. I'll eat at work. You know, yeah, stove hasn't worked in four years, and now it has to be fixed. <laughs> exactly. Hmm. All right. Uh, so, man, episode two hundred, guys. What what do we what do we have to say about that? Anything anything appealing? Do we want to talk about this at all? It's kind of, it's fe- not, kind of feeling it's, nostalgic. It's not really a milestone worth celebrating. Wait till we get it to a thousand, then we'll celebrate. I don't think well, Eric's going to wait till the till we get it to. Thomas a jerk, <laughs> obviously. Let's uh, Thomas <laughs> opinions. I am very happy. You know, this whole thing started off as a way for us to to stay in contact when I moved to Colorado. True. We didn't even know you were moving to Colorado when we started this, man. What are you talking about? We did. No, we we traced the whole timeline back. I was right. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. I'm, 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 we're gonna we're gonna play our first show. I'm gonna play the first show. I'm almost there. Here we oh, go. Oh God, don't do, do that. Oh, it's gonna happen. What? It's happening. Put the. Uh, let me switch over to uh, Firefox here. All right, here we go. You can't see it. It's it's down at the bottom. I don't have my phone off and on. Okay. Do I have to hear what I sound sounded like back then? You sound the same. What are you talking about? Oh God! Don't tell me that. I'm hearing it, bro. Are you hearing it? I hear John mumbling. Oh, I ha- we had the intro music back then. You are yeah. listening to the PHP Ugly Podcast, Episode One. Today we're talking about who we are, what we do, and what this podcast is going to be. We'll also talk some development and the cost of good code. Let's get some that quality. Three, two, one. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how to start it. <laughs> <laughs> you still start it the same uh, way. That's welcome pretty to impressive. PHP Ugly. Yeah, it's definitely going to be. I think this ugly. is just Thomas and I. What the hell are we doing? What what were oh, we thinking? Oh, I don't think John joined us. I, I wasn't thinking at all. It's just, yeah, let's do it. <laughs> that was March fifteenth, twenty sixteen. I was on there. What are you talking about? I don't think was, you were on the first one. Wasn't that me just talking? No, that was, that was me. Thomas. Stop. I'm telling you. Let's see. Let's see if you're on the yeah, second one. Yeah. No. It, it it was part of the prenuptials with my my wife. You know, it's a it's it's her responsibility to make me aware of my hygienic state. What? Why? You are listening Come to the Ugly Podcast, episode two, <laughs> recorded Monday, March twenty first, twenty sixteen. This is actually one of the funnier ones. I'm sure John's on this one. Nope, John's not on this one either. This is just Thomas and I again. Much more. Enjoy, John. When did you when did you join the show? I don't think I have yet. I'm trying to get out of it. Take much out, as possible. Take out all the dead air, which is pretty much all. Of <laughs> yeah, then then we just don't have a podcast. <laughs> You've got to be on this next show because it's Texas Hold'em. I can't imagine anybody talking about poker, but you. Why would when you start this dumb. show without me? That's that's just so rude. You want to do intros? I, I'm always doing intros. You want to try to do intros? What's what do we do for intros? I don't know what you mean. Do you do you listen to the? F- podcast uh, <laughs> oh yeah I, I forgot i used to beep the podcast <laughs> you're listening to the php ugly podcast episode oh, man. four recorded saturday april 2nd 2016 saturday, i definitely was about playing with view postman team functionality 
Bash coming to Windows? Why the hell are you on a shared host? And static site generators using Laravel Blade Templating. Let's get started. You do a way Hello, better intro than welcome. I do. Why does why does the why does it sound like the quality has taken a nosedive since episode three? Oh, it absolutely has. <laughs> it More. is tax season. We do we jump straight from April Fools into you know. But seriously, you do owe six thousand dollars. I don't right. do the I don't okay. do the joke parts anymore. When did when did you when did you start the whole baseball reference thing? Oh God, baseball reference? That was like thirty or forty episodes in. The baseball numbers, reference. the numbers thing. Oh, oh, the numbers! I love doing the numbers. I forget when that was. You know, we, we have really real, don't have to find it. We have real PHP stuff to talk about. We, we have a wave of confusion. Really doing boom start. Let's. <laughs> it's please, it's not my fault. Oh, ent- I'm sorry. Entirely my fault. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I always tried to get both of you laughing in the intro. Yeah, that doesn't like happen you, anymore. I was the one. I edited like 80% of these. What are you talking about, brother? No, that was. You edited like after episode 200, after episode 100, you edited them all. But I did the first 100. What? Yeah. Okay. All right. If you say so, I will not. I will not. Uh, it's it's not worth uh, talking. Okay. What do we got to talk about here, man? Anything fun? No. Have you I guys enjoyed this? Crap. Have you enjoyed the two hundred? Yeah. Yeah. Well, are we supposed to be honest or no? Yeah. <laughs> so. So this is clearly John's last show. <laughs> No, I have. I do. I actually do enjoy talking to you guys sometimes. Yeah, because we get to do Rocket League afterwards too. Well, that's newer. But yes, to answer your question, Eric, it has grown on me. As much as I complain about it, <laughs> I still think we record too long. But that's just me. I do many of the listeners, so they they all seem to agree with you. All right. Episode 200, anything PHP to talk about? Or are we wrapping up? We done? We're good? We're 20 minutes in? We'll finish oh, I'm, I am real curious about one of John's tickets here in Trello. Uh, well, I've got something else first, I'm sure. Uh, actually, do it. Oh, it, it does involve this. What? Reverted okay. PR. Fucking null. Okay. That's the, t- that's the ticket. That was a week ago. Two weeks ago. That same PR got uh, released last night. Reverted again today. Mother. Talk about, str- talk about stress this morning. Annoyed the hell out of me because it's, it's hard. You spend so much time. And this was a pretty big feature. The pull request was 55 files, changing the core functionality of the system. And to have, to have it reverted not once but twice sucks. Especially when it's been in beta for two months. So it's been tested that people have been using it. It just made no sense. So the the first time it was reverted, it was really quick. And it turns out it was because of allowing null into database fields. And the the thing is, I, my query was using group concat. And if you have any null data in your concatenation, you get back null. You know, really? I'm used to, yeah, I'm used to PHP where... If it's null, it's kind of treated as empty. You can concatenate it. You're good to go. But it is not the case in MySQL. So once I found it, 
it, it was easy to fix, but it was a pain. And I told the person, I'm like, no, it's an edge case. It wasn't that big. And then I ran some analytics. Oh, no, it's 40% <laughs> of the records in the table. <laughs> All right. And then reversion number two. All right. Yeah, that was the first one. And it was easy to, to fix, obviously. And then today's was there were multiple issues. But it comes down to, again, this is the core functionality of phone burner. And it gets used in lots of different ways. So I coded it, made sure it all worked in the standard way that most people use it, not taking into account, oh, they've got these special people over here that have something specific to them that we don't document, we don't have tested. Uh, people can do dial sessions from Salesforce. Again, not tested. I didn't think to go in there and put some traffic through to see how it worked. So it's just when you do a code release and it's just, you know, problem after problem after problem, and you're trying to fight the fires as quickly as you can. And then you got somebody in management saying, I think we have to call it and, and revert. And you're like, I don't want to revert. It's been, it's been in beta for two months. It's been, you know, we've already had to revert once. And every time we revert code, it seems to take weeks to, try it again, you know, to have confidence to try it again. So uh, it was sucked to have it happen again, but it got released again tonight. <laughs> so, so I'm oh, going to have fun tomorrow. I'm sure. Huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I, I don't know why I didn't think of, to do this originally, but Test I it. just <laughs> asshole. <laughs> I'm just, a... no, I, I, we, I made it where, I split the JavaScript file. Basically, that's what I made my a lot of my changes in was the core JavaScript. So I basically have a legacy ah. JavaScript file, a new JavaScript file. We are going to continue serving the legacy to the main people using it. We can slowly put people onto the new one and start testing all of the pieces we know that are broken and get back to full functionality again. So that was my fun, stressful day. And when I say fun, I do not mean fun. I mean, that's not the worst. It's pretty bad. I I wrote to Eric and I'm like, dude, I, I'm I'm done. I want to give up. Like I was, I was like tears in my eyes. I was so upset. <laughs> it sucked. But my kids made me some awesome cards saying, "I wish you, uh, wish you were with us. I hope that your time at work is better. I hope you stop crying soon." Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's very uncomfortable tears, to see you cry, Dad. Tears aren't vegan. Yes, they are. Uh, and then, and then, uh, did we talk about? Uh, did we talk can, about the chaos you created at, at the office, Jim? There's no office. No, no, not yet. Actually, can I can I tell one vegan thing, Eric? Yeah, Eric, take your headphones off. Thing. Just one thing. Just one. Because because Thomas never responded to this, and I thought it was hilarious. We were playing Rocket League, and the opponent, <laughs> the, the opponents. One of the opponents said, um, I like our meat tastes good. <laughs> and I, I said, so does human flesh. It's not, it's like, not wrong. <laughs> How would you know that? Well, it was funny. All right. It's okay, called long on. pig and it's delicious. Okay. Um, uh, what were we going to yeah, say? And, and, then, and then John causes all sorts of disruption. I, I don't know if we talked about this in the last show or not, but you know, we're always trying to better our processes and, and get more you know, 
best practices in place and stuff. So for a new, not a newer client, not even new client anymore. We've kind of been with them with a couple of months now. They their project is getting some momentum, so they got an official kind of workflow with us where we we created servers for them, did the whole dev staging, prod branches, all that. And then the topic came up of how we're doing merges. And so um, I kind of stepped back a little bit because I have my opinion that seems to work. And so I don't, I don't need to impose my, my opinion anymore because you know, it's been proven. Just saying. But you, but you should. You're the CTO. You can override me and make those calls. Well, but, but you're, you're right. We, we need to try to have better practices. So we decided to explore doing squashes and, and um, rebases on uh, merges yes. through GitHub. Oh, man. There's your problem. It's, it's yeah, it's, it's, that's what I've been using now for years and I have no issues with it. And then all of a sudden you, you tell somebody else to do it and they freak out. Well, yes, no, like on a, on a one man branch. No, this is, this is a, a huge team that's doing it. Uh, so I assume you're talking about phone burner. Yeah. So it's Everybody not a phone one... burner does this. Yeah. Well, so you, you 95% of the features are single person. So you can't, you cannot rebase if you're working on the same branch with multiple people. But once things are merged into, um, once a PR is open to develop, that feature is squashed and merged. And then, then the develop branch is merged into production. Haven't had is that any squashed issues. and merged too, or just is that, is that no, just a straight merge? That's just a straight merge. It's not done through GitHub. So we've been doing oh. that 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 develop to production or staging to production via GitHub. It should be the same, but it, it's definitely caused some some headaches there, and it doesn't help yeah. that. I went on a little vacation. You know, I'm gone for a couple of days and things seem to just hit the fan. Yeah. So John's gone for a couple of days. The client has this big pitch he needs to do on Monday. So John's gone Thursday, Friday. Client has this big pitch they need to do on Monday to, to get some support for this project that they're working on, this application that they're building. And just everything goes sideways with with the merge workflow and oh, oh man it was just like it, it was just he, he's on uh, the phone for hours with developers and i'm laughing <laughs> <laughs> i was sitting there yeah. drinking drinking and and just laughing about no nah, it's it's been i i have yet to see I, I have yet to see the benefit of what we're doing i assume maybe i will at some point um well i mean, I mean still, the benefit is that if you need to roll back a feature then you just roll back the one feature. It's like you have a feature tagged commit. We're not using tags, but but see, this is where this is where I get lost. So first thing, we've been working on a much larger project with a ton more developers. I mean, maybe not as big as Phone Burner, but we've had a lot of developers come and go that work on this big project. Yes, we have to do reverts. So so in that big project, we just do straight merges. Every everything's a straight merge. Um, that's what's worked. I have no issue with it. I just, that's what we go with. So that's my method. It's just straight merges. I like the concept of cleaning up the the yes. merges with squashes, but go ahead. If, if, you, if you were to go look at the commit log on that project for the staging branch, it is so much cleaner to say, you know, 
this PR, this PR, this here, PR here, versus my all point. of the commits in between there. Here's my point, right? How often do you do that? I mean, in practice, we've oh, had to revert. We've had to revert. Twice a month right now. We've had to revert on this big project where we do straight merges. And the reverts just work fine. It's it's a PR. We just revert this PR. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't agree with the, the revert argument. To me, it's the, okay. the commit log. And yeah, I get if the there wasn't... Log. If there is an issue, being able to go through and, and possibly spot things a little faster. Yeah, I don't know if I. I don't know. If, I don't know if there's enough benefit there for as much trouble as I've seen it cause. You know, I, I mean, work. Yeah, here's the thing: is I work on a lot of back end and front end collaborating on the same branch, and if I did the squash stuff, I would never catch the things that my front end guy just blanks out on. Well, and you can't you can't squash when you're working with somebody else on the same branch. Okay, it so just, this whole conversation just doesn't apply to me, right? So the way we do separate as, as many good development practices two, conversations are. Yeah, <laughs> when we do separate front end and back end, it's two separate branches, and then we'll bring them together for testing. But there's usually enough of a contract in place first to make sure that we're building the right thing. Yeah, we uh, but, we don't do that. Well, so that's that's the first issue on this new project. Then I find out Laravel sucks. I'm sorry. <laughs> Maybe you, that's being you and too I blatant. are going to disagree on this very heavily. I, I have we, I, I have been trying to come up with a good segue for the rest of this episode because that's what the rest of this episode is about. All right. Well, okay. we just we decide we're going to start using MySQL as a service through DigitalOcean, just like AWS RDS. We're going to try, try the new uh, database offering from DigitalOcean. Sure. Using MySQL 8 and they, they want to handle replication and they enforce primary keys on their databases. I don't know why, but they have a, a long, long article about why primary keys are important for the way they do replication. And Laravel doesn't add primary keys when you create the table. They create the table, then add the keys afterwards. Causes an issue. Yeah, I mean, you can so add we, the primary keys. No, you can't. No, even, even if you say, even if you do primary keys, you know, in the in the initial migration, like you, you do just like the big init ID, big init thing. Yeah. Laravel it, does it as two separate queries. They create <laughs> table, alter table. Whoops. That we, we discovered this. Yeah. Because that, that's what was weird is that, so it, so we would try to do a migration on this new database and it would start choking saying, hey, you know, uh, primary key required or some shit like that. SQL require like, primary key. Yeah, and, and that like, makes sense. But it has a primary key. <laughs> I, well, the thing that was confusing is the migration had a primary key defined in it. Then John started doing some research. Right, so... The the initial fix is to set the the flag the session variable to false. You can't do it as a whole. They don't like they don't give you super privileges to change the server, but you can do it on a per session basis. We can make that work. And then I decided if it if they really do rely on this for replication, I don't want to possibly screw that up. So let's do it correct. And the only way we've been able to do that is to we can write out the the Laravel way if, if that's what people feel comfortable with, 
and then dump the table and then replace your migration with a raw SQL create table. Oh, yes. The, it, it, and this is, this is where we start butting heads a little bit. One of our developers called me in and like, Hey, uh, yeah, we're trying, I'm trying to run this, uh, migration. We're trying to combine all of our mi- migrations and, uh, I'm having problems. Can we jump on the call? I'm like, huh? I was like, I, I know something about combining migrations is coming up, coming out of the next Laravel. I'm wondering how she did it, uh, how they did it. And I, I, I get on this call, and it's just this one huge SQL statement. I'm like, what are you thinking? She's, no, no, no. it's okay. This is what John said to do. I'm like, what is he thinking? <laughs> <laughs> and, oh, man. And so, yeah. Again, uh, I might I, have to overrule I, this one. I thought about it about two minutes ago while we are on this call. And as long as we are setting the primary key on every single table... I don't think it matters if it's set at the time of creation. No, it matters sure it when the first record is created. The, but, the, the right. problem is, is that the replication schema they're using relies on the primary key as the indexing ID. Mm-hmm. So if it can't find a primary key, then it doesn't have an index and it can't replicate. So it's just it's seeing a new table and then failing loudly. Whereas there's, if it failed quietly, two, you'd be fine. There's two things going on here. One, the, the team caught, which I'm guilty of all the time, which is now we have to remember to add primary keys to p- pivot tables. So I typically don't have a primary key on my pivot table. Yeah, you do, yeah. So now we have to do that. The second thing, I don't, under, I don't know if the fact that we use UUIDs most of the time as the primary key is going to surface as an issue either. No, that's it, fine. It won't. Yeah, that, that's perfectly okay. fine. All right. So I would, I would yeah, even venture to say that the reason that it's an issue is because they do support UUIDs instead of auto-recommending IDs. Mm, okay. But still, I mean, yeah. Laravel has had a really hard couple weeks. Um, two weeks ago, there was a big, important security update. Oh, right. Did you understand this one? Yes. Uh, this was a, this is an issue with encryption where if you can reproduce an encrypted value repeatedly, then you can derive the encrypted values key. So if I can encrypt one and then encrypt two and then encrypt three, and then encrypt four. Eventually, I can derive the encryption key from the results. Uh, and at least this is my understanding. Uh, the session driver, the database session driver, was vulnerable to this kind of attack. So where, you knew exactly what you were changing in your session, right? So you so could you, derive the you could drive the key based on the difference of the what you were changing and how the session should be changing. Right. So this is the the issue was that if you were using the cookie session driver, then you could start writing to the cookie and getting the result back. Whereas if you're using a database driver, you can't see the encrypted result. So your cookie session driver is returning the encrypted value for one and then two and then three and then four. And you can enumerate the encryption key for the entire application from that, um, which is a long-standing well-known no-no in cryptography. Don't let people 
encrypt the same thing over and over or, you know, don't let people brute force your encryption algorithm. Um, <laughs> but the issue here was that they patched the six branch and the seven branch, but they did not patch the five branch, which was the LTS branch. <laughs> well, really? to be fair, when, do, when does, here? when does LTS end? I'm, I'm assuming it ended a year ago, uh, August, 2020. So this month, Oh, so this this issue that occurred July uh, just didn't get patched into the LTS, and there's no new LTS version. And a lot of people said, well, what the fuck is LTS supposed to be for then if you're not even putting security branch fixes <laughs> into it? And a lot of people got very upset at the whole situation. And Day five LTS security fixes until August 2020. Yep, you're absolutely right. It is what it says. Yeah. And so that upset a lot of people. And then something that we've been complaining about, the three of us, reared its head in a way that upset basically everyone. What's, what's that? Am I missing something? Somebody issued a pull request for replacing the default testing suite with PEST, which is a 05 version laravel specific testing suite that is i think two months old yeah so my biggest issue with that pr and i don't know uh you know uh the person who opened it nuno he's he's big in the laravel community he does a lot of work he actually works for laravel now he just started working for laravel Mm mm-hmm I don't know, a few months ago. It's been recent. It's, it hasn't been that long. But he's also the author and creator of this PEST project that he wants this testing suite that he that he opened up a PR to become the default testing suite. It's kind of like, I don't know, I guess it's like giving yourself a nickname. It's like, don't do that. It's, you know, it's if somebody, if <laughs> let somebody else open up that PR, first off. Second thing, it's it's your it's your product. You work for Laravel. Can can you just talk to Taylor directly? Did you have to open a public PR for this? Because I think ta- Taylor either that or maybe he did, and Taylor said open up a PR and see what people say. I don't I don't know. I don't know what the conversation was. Well, but. people came out pretty strongly with four hundred thumbs down, three laughing emojis, seventy one frowny faces, and twenty four uh, shifty looking left and rights. <laughs> Which um, again, I, I I don't want him to be discouraged. I don't want people to. I don't want I that to discourage. Hundred percent want this person to be discouraged from releasing a, a completely untested testing framework on Laravel. Yeah, it I, was. I'm, I mean, my point on it was it, it has a testing framework, and it, it's the industry standard testing framework. Test it can be installed as a composer package. I've never installed it. Maybe there's some maybe there's some overhead with installing it. Maybe it's not just a simple you know composer require. I well, don't know. No, there's not. It's, oh, it's not. So it's not a composer require. It's just. It a, it's just a composer require. That's oh, okay. if, it, if it had significant overhead, what are you even doing committing to Laravel? Well, and this is my point. It's like why why are we worried about changing the industry standard? Framework that's been there for years now that everybody for, is accustomed for to using ma- decades. Maybe, maybe Pest PHP does something that we don't know. What are we? That's fine. I mean, again, right, it's a package you can install. Also, the default should not be doing things you don't know. 
<laughs> no. So now I'm curious since they're actually, he was actually replacing the PHP unit, uh, library in composer is it a backwards compatible version like i'm assuming they take my understanding that- of it is pest actually sits on top of php unit so php unit doesn't go away it's still accessible to you that, that was that was one of the points of confusion i think is that people were like well no 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 we have php unit and it became clear that well pest just sits on top of php unit I, so you- I did not see it as a point of confusion. I saw it as a, what the fuck, this isn't even a final product. And he he came out and said, well, 1.0 will, re- will be re- released before the 8.0 branch comes out. And it's like, still not a good answer. <laughs> right. <laughs> still, yeah. that's still bad. That was the, probably the biggest red flag. If, if I were the developer of Pest and I didn't have a stable release out, there's no way I'd be pitching this to frameworks to say no. Hey, the opposite. Use, if yeah. a framework said they wanted to use it, I'd be telling them no, 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 no. This is a beta thing. It's cool and I love it, but just include it with Composer. Rely on your PHP unit tests. Don't rely on this. Yeah, I. God knows. I mean, it's a no- it's a framework. It's a framework being included into another framework. Hmm. That's you're asking for trouble. I'm not even willing to write one framework, let alone two for the testing of the framework that I'm writing. It's, but this is indicative of all of the complaints we have about the release process for PHP, where the end result of this whole thing was Taylor saying, it looks like there isn't a strong positive consensus to include this. That release is, for, for Laravel, not, not PHP, but yeah. But that is that is the opposite reason for things to be included. You don't want a strong positive because it had an extraordinarily strong negative consensus. So mm-hmm. I don't care how strong the positive consensus was. The fact that it had such a strong negative consensus on its own should exclude it from being included in, in Laravel. But Taylor yeah. says, but Taylor said, pest is minimal Distraction-free and a joy to use. I believe that's on Cool. He can website. use it all he wants. Uh, the interesting thing is, uh, I think Freck has a quote on the PESC website as well. Yeah, he and does. He, he was actually the ones that, he was actually one of the people who spoke up and said, no, 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 this probably isn't. I don't know exactly what he said, but he, he definitely discouraged the idea of, of letting it be the... Uh, swap out well because everything frick does frick if you don't know frick is the the founder of spatty and everything he does is in beta for six months at least if you go to (laughs) any of his projects that are new he says hey this thing's totally cool don't use it he said laravel 8 was a little too early to use it yeah that's i mean that's a very reserved comment from a guy who is an incredibly reserved person. He is not confrontational. And, and this goes back to three years ago when Taylor started banning people who were saying, hey, dude, we love what you do, but you got to slow it the fuck down. I mean, right now we're on Laravel 7.25. I just upgraded and I'm on 19. Well, I mean, he releases every week. I mean, that that hasn't that's not changing. So, right, but saying like saying that he he releases every week doesn't excuse that he should release every week. He shouldn't. But but here's the thing: the the PR itself doesn't change any of the tests. And if if PHP unit is still available under the hood as a dependency of Pest PHP, 
the tests are still running. Yeah, John trying to play the good right, guy. Right, but the no, he's playing devil's advocate, and I appreciate that. But the tests, the documentation for PHP Unit goes away. The work for Laravel's integration into PHP Unit goes away because <clears throat> Laravel and PHP Unit have a tight bond right now. There is a Laravel-specific base test class where you can say, <clears throat> "Get this oh, really? view and yeah, get this view and make sure this view has these variables de- defined." Well, the <laughs> other argument is my my biggest argument is with as much stripping as Taylor's been doing of things out of the base Laravel, uh, including things like, um, you know, the the front end uh scaffolding that that used <laughs> yeah. to be there by default you forms that. Uh, it was it was forms uh, a couple different drivers for queues mm. uh i mean laravel collective is the source for all of it html helpers oh, the, this is this is it didn't make this uh, we're not ragging on pests we're definitely not ragging on uh nunum how do you how do you pronounce his name nunum nuno 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 we're definitely not ragging on those. I just, I just think we're, we're to to Thomas's point, talking more about this. This was a little nerve wracking as people who have a business around Laravel applications and how trying to keep up with the changes. It's like not a stable release. There's no need for it. Nobody's asking for this. The creator of the pr- package suggested it. There, what's the point? I, I do wish that he had taken a beat and said. Yeah, you know, I would like this to be the default testing framework of Laravel, but I really need to get it to the stable release first before I do that. I wish he he had thought through that a little bit more, but I am glad that uh, it didn't you know it didn't pass. I mean, like like Thomas was saying, but it was it was a literal eighteen hour discussion. That's yeah. that's part number two. Is that the ticket was opened four days ago and closed three days ago? That this is this is the way that Laravel is getting updated. Is that a PR is sitting there for hours before getting approved, as opposed mm-hmm. to days and weeks and having I don't know bugs addressed or it, it's it's frustrating when you go into a project and there's twenty PRs that are pending. But I think with a framework. It's frustrating when there's no open pull requests. They've all been approved and merged. Which well, is- I don't. I, I don't think that's fair. I don't think they're all approved. I think. I think Taylor has has a reputation of just closing PRs without conversation as well. I think that's the other side yeah, of this coin. He, he either he either closes them or merges them. But it's like when he when he gets the email, he sees it, sees the conversation that's been there for an hour or two. And makes the decision then. And right now, that, if you, that, if, that's what I, I know. That's what I was worried about when I saw this. If you if you pull up open PRs for Laravel's GitHub right now, there are zero open PRs. Zero. Are you sure? I'm looking. Are you at sure? It. Are you sure you're looking at the right repo? Yeah, thirty seven hundred closed. Oh my God, Siri, stop! Nobody's talking to you. <laughs> I, How do you turn Siri I see, off? I see eight PRs. I see zero open. On the Laravel framework? On Laravel slash Laravel. No, Laravel slash framework. Well, another issue is that the the PR for Pest was on Laravel slash Laravel. So which repository does it belong in? 
I'm not sure what the repo for Laravel slash Laravel is supposed to represent, but yeah, I think everything goes into the frame. I believe Laravel slash Laravel is when you instantiate a create project in Composer. So when you launch Mm -hmm. a new Laravel app, it pulls from Laravel Laravel. And if you're updating the framework, it pulls from Laravel framework. So if you were upgrading from seven to eight, this PR wouldn't even be in it. This is a this is the structure of a starting application, not the structure, not the code behind it. Hmm. Which is another issue I have encountered twice in the last month is that I'm missing a bunch of things that the documentation covers, but I don't have because I've been upgrading since five. It's I'm just I'm so tired of this process and I keep looking at the symphony guys drinking my ties and saying like, yeah, next month, the new minor release comes out. So I'll worry about it then. <laughs> you know, there, there's, there's now a symphony cast, right? Uh, I was on the other day. Are we at, you were on it? Yeah. Well, not on it. Like, videos, not, not as a, he was watching them. Yeah, I was watching them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've got some. Uh, they got some good videos. My my issue with Symphony, in in, yeah. So my issue with Symphony still is it, it is definitely a competitor. I'm looking at, or not competitor. It's definitely a, another framework I'm looking at leveraging. But you still like you have. It's not that different than doing just a bunch of composer requires on your own project. Right, because what's, what's what's wrong with that? Well, that's the thing, right? It, it 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 really depends. I mean, I know a couple of projects we're working on, especially with uh, some of the teams we're working on, not having a bunch of having a very opinionated framework and saying, okay, we're using Eloquent. Here's how we're doing it. Blah 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 blah. And having all that documentation for them to reference has been easy. Whereas if we use Symphony, it's like, okay, well, we're going to use active records on this project we're going to use doctrine on this project because you have that freedom to do and not standardizing on components that you're using and how you're using them concerns me uh, i mean again I, I think it's a self-policing thing where you just say okay well you know here are the components we use when we do a symphony project and and you still have the Maybe your maybe your ability to go stack overflow or or find help on a particular um, package might not be as strong as as it is with an opinionated we, framework like Laravel. We would get to have our own opinions, and yeah, I think the opposite. You, you, was... you could, yeah, you get to go down project one with this opinion, and then feel free to change it. Like I really didn't like this aspect. You go down project number two and you change that aspect, but you have the rest of it that you're used to. Well, you know the request variable, like underscore uppercase request? Yep. I believe that in Laravel, that gets blanked out. So you can't even reference it. Uh, I don't, not, that's not, I don't think that's, that's not right. I don't, I'm not going to say I don't think that's right. I'm going to tell you that's not right. I lost. I lost my mouse, so I can't actually check that right now if you're a vim guy i have vim plugins and i can just i don't even need don't a mouse. Check say it, check, check check it man like here like you got all these i just hit f and see everything so i want to see i want to see what's in uh, learn symphony 5 i just hit sa bada bing bada boom i'm there no mouse man I'm not even using a mouse i need to scroll down what you need to scroll down you, you need a mouse for that no you don't need a mouse you just hit jk 
You can go to the but bottom. You just hit I'm using G, I'm using top, Barry, D, D. so I can't switch to my machine that's running PHP right now. I'm telling you, man, you don't need a mouse. Get with it. Get with it. I'm just saying. But anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, nice way to crowbar Vim in there. I like it. Nice way to what? It's a nice way to crowbar Vim in there. I like it. Yeah, I, I, I still I still have a food in my chart. I still have to mention Livewire a couple yeah, times you know, for the show. You know, you over. can you know you can make a crowbar in Vim. <laughs> Nobody actually uses Vim anymore. It's it's in Vim. It's Neo Vim now, man. Yeah. You need to you need to get with the times. How times, do you guys, brother. How do you guys feel about the uh, the greatest self writing headline of all time? Is that uh, there's a, a countdown for TikTok to be banned in America? <laughs> so we we had already talked about this. We talked about the security vulnerabilities of TikTok. So we're not we weren't not tic- no no. We were talking about the security issues with uh, the chat app. The no, the no, we're talking it was about TikTok. TikTok. Eric and I at yeah. least talked about TikTok before. Because yeah, I talked s- about TikTok. I had sent him when I first saw the article, what, two months ago now? I sent mm-hmm. it to him because it's right when his daughter was getting big into TikTok. Right, it right. Like, like, yeah, this is scary stuff. So here's where here's where my spider senses start tingling on this one. Okay. Because I kinda I kinda and this is where my whole you know, wear a tin cap, my microwave spying on me, uh, conspiracy theory person starts to kick in. So there there comes all these news news articles about the security issues with TikTok in China. Right. As opposed to um, Facebook in America. Right. Last week, <clears throat> a bunch of uh, the top CEOs in the tech industry had to testify in front of this judicial uh, committee about you know practices that they have. They had Apple there. They had uh, Facebook there. They had Google there. They had I, I think they had Twitter there. They, they didn't have Microsoft Bezos. there. Yeah, AWS. Yeah, Amazon was there, but they didn't have Microsoft. Microsoft wasn't there, or at least that I knew of. They weren't represented. And if they were, they they're were not in never... the social media game. This wasn't social media though. AWS is in social media. This was well, all no, this, no Amazon this, no, is that. Hold on, this was all about a very common topic that was all Microsoft years ago, which was uh, being a, mon- a monopoly in the industry and icing out co- competitors. That's what it was supposed to be about. Yeah, but they're the uh, good guys. One, they're going Linux. One side of the party started turning it into some weird, you know, you're silencing the right wing people thing, but which, it, it really was, as it turns out. An internal leak from Facebook showed they were actually favoring conservative sources and removing fact-checking from conservative articles before they were doing it to Democrats. Yeah, and I, I don't think anybody with any sense would be surprised by that. So my point being, Microsoft wasn't a part of this. Then <laughs> Trump threatens to ban TikTok from America, unless they sold to a U.S. company. What U.S. company steps up? Microsoft. The one company that's not under fire right now. Well, Microsoft has already stepped up. This Two weeks ago, Microsoft had announced uh, communicating with TikTok for an acquisition. But still, like, the president forcing a foreign entity to sell to a, a local... Like U.S. A company. That, that's, yeah. il- that's illegal on, like, 20 different levels. Then not I including heard- state levels. <laughs> Maybe one of you guys can confirm this. I heard this from one news outlet, and I, I, 
I am not like now I need to hear it from a couple of news outlets before I believe it. But I heard that Trump even suggested that whoever buys TikTok, the US government should get a cut of that deal. And I'm like, <laughs> that cannot that be legal true. on any true. level. No, that's 100%. It's, it, they they it's get before, a cut anyway. It's called taxes. No, before this announcement, before the TikTok banning announcement, he had announced that if Microsoft were to buy TikTok, the government would need to get 30 to 40% of the revenue from the sale. How is that possible? <laughs> yeah, we're going to force another a, comp- a company in another country to sell to a company in our country, and you're going to give us some of that revenue. So. Well, Let's inst- instead of TikTok, let's just call it T. <laughs> There's there seems to have been in American history a small dispute about the ownership of T and the taxation of which. Like I I I know we don't want to delve too deep into politics here. Jeez. But Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's hard not to. I mean but the, but, the but current now- political situation has inspired me to buy a gun, but, which is but a now- bizarre thing for me. I'm curious though, knowing that Microsoft is trying to buy it, did I'm assuming there's a chance they started the this thing about TikTok being so insecure or this big know. security risk? But it's not it's not for sale. That's right, the but, thing. Right, but but if Microsoft wanted to buy it and they, they float this theory that or they start saying uh, that TikTok is insecure so that people in the US stop using it. TikTok the, sees usage plummet, so then they sell. But no, the the people on TikTok don't care about security. They don't even comprehend the relationship between personal data and what they're posting. Oh, I I immediately removed it. Well, you had it. Of course, I had it. Who I don't have, have it. it. I'm surprised it, it to hear def- that. <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a time suck, and what I what I noticed was. Every time I did a dance, nobody ever liked it, so I just stopped. <laughs> no, I, sudden, I did have you all of a sudden I strongly want to get TikTok now. <laughs> you have effectively broken my argument. <laughs> I, I actually removed it because of the battery drain on my phone. It was pointless. It but was the, you know, the, the fascinating thing, I can't remove Facebook from my phone. And I had a, a, I had a, a real security phone. I had a security update on my phone that added five new applications that I can't uninstall. And Congress and, is talking and, about fucking TikTok. And the sec- and part of that security was to secure something on Twitter. Every time I log into Twitter now it's like Android eight and nine or whatever it was, there was some vulnerability. I got a new yep. phone and I still haven't even logged into it. So, well, that doesn't matter. Well, is you your phone is your phone connected was, to your Wi-Fi network? What was funny is if if I was watching some of these uh, politicians and they were like the, the the Republican politicians who for some reason were trying to protect TikTok at first. Uh, I don't know why, but they were like. Oh yeah, I've watched forty hours of TikTok. There's no way any country can grab any information from people watching those videos. I'm like, <laughs> you realize it's not you, about the videos, right? <laughs> you, you, I mean, you obviously don't get it. If I had a career <laughs> politician that I could vote for, tell me that they'd watched forty hours of TikTok, they would no longer be my politician. 
<laughs> it's like what if- it's not about the video. It could be a video of a butterfly. That's not that's not the problem, you know. Right. It's the fact that it sends location data and uh, all of the all of the user identifiable data, the unique ID of your phone number, which it then cross references when it advertises to you when it uses all these other platforms. It's no one in Congress except for AOC actually understands the relevance of all of this data collection. Mm-hmm. And I, I include AOC just because she is exclusively the exception to the rule like Mm -hmm. she is the only one who actually comes out and says anything even remotely relevant to how the internet works and she's so good at it it's i it feels like the internet bashing the internet here but jesus christ these these people who develop these apps they've got no soul (laughs) who needs who needs a soul when you're trying to make money that's right that's why they call it selling your soul and you just completely all right well all right i have no soul thank you to our patreons (laughs) if you'd like to support us on patreon (laughs) yes if you'd like to support the soulless three (laughs) i have a soul man i have a i have a i have a size 14 foot i know i have a soul he's got it in a bottle you have two of them i have good news though for our patreons i um i went to storage and I tried to find our PHP ugly keychains, and we ended up putting way more of our office in storage than I anticipated. So I was unable to locate the keychains, so I ordered a new round of PHP ugly t- keychains. Um, so they should be in uh, in a couple weeks. So you get and version 2.0. Lucky you. Yeah, that's right. And then the, the the thing you're going to hate me for, John, is I realized I never promised the keychains in Patreon. The only thing, the only the only perk in Patreon you get are the stickers. We had done the keychains like the first time for the first round of Patreons to be you know to thank everybody, but uh, I I had forgotten that that yeah, you promised point. them on air, not in per- not not like in a contract. Yeah. Anyways, more more uh, more keychains are on their way, and uh, the cool thing about it is they're coming to my house, so I can put them all together, ship them out, and be done. And buttery, I see you're in chat. You're getting something, man. I'm gonna get you a package. I promise you. You're you're on my list. I don't care how much it costs, John. <laughs> it's all good. All right. Uh, who, who, is that your dog barking? That is my. That's my dog's barking. You want to you want to cover a little bit more? Yeah, we can do one two more. What's up? PHP 8.0 is officially beta. Beta 1 is out. It is feature frozen. It is ready to go. The PHP internals for the feature freeze was kind of fascinating. Um, don't have the, you know, bandwidth to cover it all here, but basically the person who was doing it didn't understand the forking in, uh, for 8.1, and the conversation around that was somewhat interesting to read, so um, I recommend externals.io. Check it out. PHP Storm 2020.2 is out, and if you're looking for the change log, basically... Feature support for PHP 8 is the big deal. Uh, if you're mm. going to be running PHP 8, then running PHP Storm 2020.2 is going to have all the stuff you want to have in it. It's going to know what all of the changes are. It's going to correct you on them, give you suggestions for uh, changing your uh, union doc types to other correct doc types, and 
Uh, I mean, that it's really it's a good read if you don't know what's coming up in PHP eight, anyways, because it'll tell you, hey, here's how to here's here's not what's just what's coming up, but here's how to use it and how we'll show you how to use it. Uh, Their and their documentation for what they're doing is is spectacular as always. I will say that as a big Vim user, and I, I I played around with the idea of switching back to Vim. That is definitely one of the features I I do like about PHP Storm. It does a really good job at giving you suggesting better ways of changing your code. It's very it's it's been one helpful. of my favorite things lately, where it doesn't just say this is incorrect, but it says let me show you how to do this the correct way. Or, yes. better, or a better way, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, so I just put on Trello, Eric, another what's new in PHP Storm 2020.2, but it's a YouTube video. That's very... I love watching their videos. They do a good job at producing those. We'll be sure to put that in uh, in the show notes. I just, I, didn't want, can... I just didn't want you to think they were the same, the same card at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, the one thing I wanted to cover is we're in the wrong business. Adam Lathan, yeah. friend, friend of the show, uh, <laughs> posted a blog post saying Tailwind CSS from side project byproduct to multi-million dollar business. Uh, Adam yeah, Wathen, Adam Wathen has publicly stated that Tailwind UI, which is the sort of paid version of the Tailwind's front end, has uh, almost crossed the $2 million revenue line. And <clears throat> I feel personally assaulted by this. What's that? Because I have good ideas, but I'm not, I don't have $2 million <laughs> fucking dollars. I tell you, I mean, Tailwind, uh, Tailwind is huge to me. Um, I, I'm a big fan of Tailwind, and I not I don't actually enjoy using anything else, because I, a lot of it, because I'm not good with the front-end stuff, and Tailwind I'm, gives me the control I need. I'm kind of not interested anymore. He's doing <laughs> well. He's doing well enough. He doesn't need my help. I, like, I've, I've known that the, the software-as-a-service stuff is, is the future for micro-millionaires, but fuck! I wish I just had one good idea. Just one? You got? You got no? You got no? No money making ideas? No, not like not like this. Not like something I could just make and be like, "Hey, here's my thing." It's not like it happened overnight. I mean, he's he spent a lot of time and effort on it. I mean, yeah, I think the timeline is one year. <laughs> I mean, just looking at this graph, it, it goes, the graph goes back to 2017. Oh, I've been That's working for a long time. I don't have anything from 2017. I'm still proud of. <laughs> I, I, I really, I, the, my, my end lesson from this article is try to monetize or try to open source until you can monetize. Absolutely. Find the thing that you're passionate about and fits a niche area. I, I really do sit and think all night now, like, what is my niche area? What is it that I know and I can do well? And then I look up if Spady's already done it. And if Spady's already done it, I just try to find something else. Don't worry about that. Just do it your way. I mean, that's the, th- I mean, the, the, the August, uh, August, Argus, Argus product that, yeah, the Argus product we're releasing. I've found so many cron monitoring services now, like, when we were looking for a cron monitoring service, we couldn't find one. And that's why we started building one. I find them all over the place now, and I don't care. 
You know, it's like just be if you're passionate about it, if you find something you're passionate about, you just do it. You you do it your way and just see what happens. You know, like, <laughs> see. Uh... I mean, that's that's what these guys. You know, and again, it's not like Adam Wathen came out of the blue with Tailwind, and it, it wasn't like a view situation where it just like hit like a like a hammer and, and took off. I mean, he built up quite the following in the Laravel community. And he leveraged that following with Tailwind, and that got it the, the momentum it needed. So you're saying I should build up a, a fandom in the Laravel community? I think I, I'm just saying I you might, need to be, nice, might be, need to be a nicer person. <laughs> the Laravel community might not warm up to me as well as I wish they would. It's taken me about four years, and you know I'm, I'm still having to go through therapy about it. But you know, oh no, because we'll be, we'll be I remember. You used to shit talk Laravel just as much as I did. I still do. I mean, mm-hmm. I think you're much more. Selective. I think I'm. I think I'm one of the best critics of Laravel. Where people who hate Laravel don't like me because they say I like Laravel too much, and people who like Laravel don't like me because they say I hate Laravel too much. I'm right there, man. I've hit that sweet spot where you're looking for more people to like you. I have hit the sweet spot where the, the fewest amount of people possibly like me. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I give it credit where it's, and, and I'd be a hypocrite not to. I mean, we've built a business off it. So many of our applications are Laravel applications where I feel that they're successful because they're Laravel applications, because, you know, we're not having to micromanage how a, the project is coded. There's a, there's again, an opinionated way that it's being coded. So I would be a complete hypocrite to, to keep shitting on Laravel, but I will call Laravel out. And of all of us, I probably have, you know, the, the longest history with a back and forth with Taylor and, and you know, having not so nice words said to each other. So I, I I will stand toe to toe with Taylor on any topic, but I will also. See, that's, that's the issue the is that when, I meet needed. Taylor, I meet Taylor face to face and I lock up like a deer in the headlights. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. It's funny because it's true. Oh, God, that's him. Oh God! I thought you were joking. <laughs> I didn't hey, know right I did us. it until you told me. He's right behind us. He's right behind us. Who? Hey, Taylor. Hey, 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 You're you're a cool guy. Hi. All right. I think that's it. I think we're done. For sure. We have we had nothing nothing positive to contribute for episode two hundred. It was just another crappy episode. This is a great episode. I have a new office. We're we're going to take a we're going to take a break now, right? Is this it? Two hundred? No. We... For your break, we'll be back with two hundred one in twenty twenty four. We have to do what we have to do one more because I'm getting a new mic. So I really want to I want to have at least one show of a good uh, mic. Are we well, if it's a good mic, then I'm then, yeah. You've got a new mic. What are you talking about? This mic is seven years old. That's it's it's pizza hanging off it. I had to I when I moved offices I had to plug this mic back in. Eight cables. Eight. Eight cables. There's eight what? cables, like eight different wires to get this mic connected to my PC. Well, you're doing something wrong. No, it's input to the phantom power, power to the phantom power, output from the phantom power, extension cable, and then and four. then line out to the computer. Alright. Well, everybody's hung out with us. 
maybe pick this up, listen to the last few shows, whatever. We appreciate you guys. People We're not really have... going anywhere. We're not taking a break. We're just joking. No, no. The, although this no, is the time not. when you like <laughs> you review how many people you contribute to on Patreon and and rethink, you know, is it worth that $2? <laughs> Well, that, that's what I was going to say. We promised you guys if we got enough Patreons where we were getting $10,000 a month, we would stop recording. So this is really on you, Patreons. Yeah. You guys are not giving enough. We are going to keep recording. Every week, this is your fault. Every week. Week after week. This this is in the environment because of you. <laughs> Did you see? Uh, uh, you guys see this? Oh, yeah, this is on camera. Oh, you're little, like, yeah, you're on air thing? Well, no, it, it'll flip. Uh, we're up to like 139 YouTubers. So we're like, we're basically knocking on the door of 140, man. 140 uh, YouTube subscriptions. So, I mean, things are happening for us. I don't, I don't know too many other people that have 140 uh, YouTube subscribers. <laughs> Not good things, but things. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been fun. I appreciate this. Appreciate you guys. I appreciate you guys tolerating me and putting up with me all these years it's been fun I'd, yeah i'd like to officially say that frank you don't have to listen to us as part of your job i appreciate your viewership but it is not a, is not no matter what eric said it's not a requirement we lost the, we lost a subscriber damn it we're down to 138 <laughs> now shit we were at 139 earlier this today why do i think that's you <laughs> All right, that's it. We're done. It's good night. I need to open up some windows. I appreciate it. All right, thanks everybody for hanging out with us. I'm Eric. I'm John. I'm Tom. Keep it ugly. Thanks for listening to the PHP Ugly podcast. If you would like to support PHP Ugly, check out our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash phpugly. You can also follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in the PHP Ugly Discord channel. Show notes and RSS feed can be found at phpugly.com. To catch the live stream, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel at www.youtube.com slash phpugly. You can also subscribe to the edited podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or your favorite podcast catcher of choice. A reading of five stars is always appreciated. And finally, thanks to our sponsor, the Diego Dev Group. If you are looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group at diegodev.com. Until next week, keep it ugly.